This is the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Fun one this week, and we are recording a day early. Recording Sunday yeah, night, not Monday night. Yeah, you got a the wisdom teeth yeah, checked I don't know. out. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting debt disappointment. So mm. it'd be weird being all frozen trying to talk. That would be funny though. I'd laugh. Yeah, I'd have yeah. Laugh. You know what? Maybe we should. Maybe we should do a post show, like post uh, appointment uh, voice mm. memo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good weekend. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> You're cutting out there, called? Yeah. Is, uh, no, be a no, I'm not. I just can't talk. Yeah. Yeah, can't talk when I'm not uh, at the dentist either. So it's a win-win. Very true. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, moments. So don't need a wow. dentist for that. So it was a tough week. It's been a tough weekend for me. It you has absolutely. It's been it very has. bad. It's been very bad. So, yeah, yeah. Looked really good in blue though. Uh, first Ontario <clears throat> Center on Sunday looked really looked really good in blue. Oh, Reed Duffy as well. Looked great in yeah, his blue. And that, I think that was a gold tie. That was solid for Reed Duffy. Yeah, you guys repping the Michigan colors because for the second Jeez. straight year, they beat Ohio State. Yeah, I can't believe it. Honestly, I cannot believe little brother beat big brother. I cannot oh believe it. Oh, my God. And it's always going to be that way. It's always going to be that way. I'd rather lose as a Buckeye than win as a Wolverine any day of the week. Any day of the week. That makes absolutely no sense at all. What? What? I'd rather lose as an Ohio State fan and win as a Buckeye. I could not cheer for Michigan for anything. For anything. Michigan, the school. Yeah. Like, without a – like, I would cheer. Well, two years in a row, I guess you got to try and remember what winning against Michigan's like. Hockey. Hockey this year, the outdoor game, we got them. I am willing okay. to bet. Back. All right, yeah. I will bet. I will bet. All right, blue and yellow. Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. Are you kidding me? We that a. I'll bet got, that we've got Fantilli. It's in Ohio. So, yeah. Yeah, so was the football game. Saginaw. You should have went to Saginaw. Yeah, we're good. Man, could you imagine they had him right now? Oh my By the God. way, yeah, we will touch on the Mem Cup bids here in the second segment. Because that's going to be an interesting discussion, Reese. I mean, we did the Twitter poll. We'll go over that. We'll go over that one too in the second segment. First, we'll get on our thoughts on the weekend and get out yeah. of this uh, Ohio State. Great talk. chat I mean, to start the show. Great chat. Terrible, terrible, absolutely pathetic effort. And then Sunday, yeah. my NFL team, the press box in Hamilton, Reese. You saw the rants. I'm about sick and tired of this football team. All I'm saying, I know it doesn't come until Tuesday, but Monday night might be a rough night if the Red Wings lose. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be the three Especially and three. Especially because they're playing Toronto. It would be a three and three. It can't come in threes. That, losses like that cannot come in threes. You imagine being a Blue Jays fan who's a travel. That's just a disgrace to the baseball right now, being a Blue Jay fan. If you have any yeah. hope, you're like, well, what are you doing? Um, Raptors okay, okay, in the playoff qualifier right now, but it's early. I wings, wings are above expectations. That right, like the wings are exceeding my expectations for them. Yeah, I I'm think with I you. have. I think I have them anywhere from eight, twelve. We're not as bad as Ottawa. Ottawa um, sucks. Yeah, that was terrible. You're talking about major changes there. 
Um, but the rebuild NFL was over, team. so it's it's okay. Yeah, no. Um, NFL team, absolute joke. We just overpaid a quarterback, and I get why you take the gamble because the guys won a Super Bowl. But like I said, I showed you that tweet on the way home from Hamilton on Sunday. It legit looks like Russell Wilson came to Denver just to do this. Like, I have no words. Yeah, just to lose. Like, yeah, being a Bronco fan, we're cursed. We're cursed. Literally a fan tried to burn his stadium season seats because they were when they got Russell Wilson. That didn't work. And then the Ohio State Buckeyes were not talking about that, but if you know, you know. That's all I'm going to say. And it's yeah, a joke. Lose to a but, team that doesn't have their uh, best running back, Heisman Trophy candidate. Yeah, but either do we. Either do we. Yeah. Henderson never played. Henderson's a top five running back. Guess Smith our defense Jing- was just. Smith and Jingba never played. He's a top three receiver in college football. You put those two in the lineup, there's a difference. But, yeah, we still got outplayed. We were soft in the second half. That was the problem. We played three quarters. We didn't play the fourth at all. That was non-existent. So, yeah, yeah. on to the show. <laughs> yeah, on to the show. Because, I <laughs> mean, I'll, I'll talk about Michigan's win all, all 60 minutes. No, no, no. No, no, no. You and Avery Hayes can keep it to yourselves. Um, yeah, that was that was sweet talking to him after yeah. the game. Yeah, by the way, you listeners, we talked with Avery Hayes after the game on Sunday at Hamilton. Not good. Not good. I it enjoyed the chat. Too much it to say. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, not a – not what I expected. Well, I expected that from Avery to hear that, but it hurt. It hurt losing. It, and it always hurts losing the little brother. It really hurts losing the little brother. It really does. So, yeah, unfortunate, but on the next year. Wow, that sounded like a Maple Leafs fan. Yeah, big time. That sounded like a Maple Leafs fan. That's a fine. Yeah, write I'm it down. To, write I'm it down. To fine you for that, Wardy. Yep. November 29th. Uh, it's the 27th PM. today. Yeah, but I'm talking about when the show comes released. Fair. About 7.15. Yeah, make sure uh, – write that down. That's a fine. That's terrible. But, hey, by the way, we did have an effect, by the way, so congratulations. On yeah, that we did. Weekend. The Absolutely banners are did. goodbye. That was – yes. That was that was awesome. Um, the Toronto Rock banners – we're not hanging from the rafters at first Ontario center on Sunday. Yeah. They're not there. Um, yeah, that's, ones that's an effect. hundred percent of this. Yeah. Oh boy. Say yeah, hot. I was going to say, I take credit for that. Hey, when you're hot, you're hot, right? When you're hot, you're hot. Sometimes, sometimes you get in that rhythm as a shooter and you just keep shooting. You just keep going in. Nothing but that. Supposed to splash. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, you ready for thoughts on the weekend? Because I have one that's really uh, bugging me, and I think a lot of fans are ex- experiencing really this as well. You. All right. Uh, yeah, you might man. as well get that out of the way then if it's really bugging you. Yeah, it's on my mind. All right. Get my mind off of it. What? <laughs> oh, there we go with the singing again. I don't even, by know, the way, I don't even know that song. What? By the way, I would not win Canadian Idol, apparently. That was the vote. No. no. Which is unfortunate, which is unfortunate because, like, I think I got the beat lip singing wise. I think I can do it. Lip sync uh, battle though. Yeah, more meant. For, That's uh, a win meant for lip sync battle for sure. That's a win. Yeah. That's an automatic win. I mean, who would you go up against? Stuff. What celebrity would you want to go up against? Ooh, should we do a poll? 
What's yeah, and that's a bunch of okay. I'd have to. I'd go up against Shakira because like Shakira is awesome. Yeah, she's really good. She's talented. Yeah, but like, if she doesn't go to jail, I just, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For all that tax crap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw it before. And by the way, I saw a show on Netflix about FIFA. And I know you don't care about soccer. No, but FIFA done. is so but FIFA is so corrupt. Man, you have the World Cup in Russia and then Qatar. There's a really good Netflix documentary on there. I got I'll figure out what it's called, but I All watched right. one episode and then like I fell asleep, so I gotta watch it again. But you know when you know what happens when you start watching TV at like ten o'clock yeah. and then you're out. So I gotta rewatch it. That but, was me Saturday night. I fell asleep. And my TV was still on. So yeah. Sucked. But yeah, there's a very good, there's a very good uh, documentary on Netflix. I believe it's a four part doc. Even you would like it, Reese. I know you don't like soccer, but it's so corrupt. Like building these stadiums in Qatar, it's criminal. Some of the stuff they're doing. If they have 75 workers, they only have one back. Nice. Right yeah. On. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not FIFA. That's the construction company that's building it. Yeah. But it's still, but it's still pretty up to go to go to qatar yeah well the fact and that then, the world and then russia in before November. yeah and then russia before that's a little yeah. that's a little, a little iffy rough. but yeah. yeah that's uh it's a good documentary though i'll find it for the next segment too but yeah my first thoughts on the weekend is chl tv on mo- on the mobile app so on your phone all right we try we like in the press box Reese, we always try to throw it on to get replays quickly because yeah. On your phone, it's a lot easier than getting on the laptop, having a lot in the apps right there. Boom, it's handy. The app is still down. It's been down since last week. It hasn't been updated. And that's what it looks like. It's not updated. It's not clean because you delete the app. It logs you in. But then next time you go to go into the app, it doesn't work. And I saw this on Twitter by multiple different people. Can you, can you try it on your phone? Like right now? All I'm getting is a blank screen. Boom. See, and so many people are getting that. And even like, we're not even on it. Like, yeah, we have the same uh, CHL TV, but we're not even on it right now. Like usually what we can get five or six broadcasts going at once. Yeah. And like, not like it never goes out. So this is kind of crap. I hope that it gets figured out because it's too bad that the fans are losing viewage in some of this game, like some of the games, um, you know, and mo- the mobile version, obviously not the TV or like on your laptop, but it's still something. And it's still quick. You're out at the mall or something, Christmas shopping right now. You know, you want to check the the hockey and watch a little bit. Well, the, your partner, whoever you're with in the mall is uh, shopping in stores. You so know, it goes into some girly store and you don't want to go there. So you put on the CHL game that you want to watch. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mall benches could have like our statues on it, man. But <laughs> yeah, we could be wishing while you throw the quarters at. That could be us on the benches. Yeah. But, yeah, they. Um, I just hope they get that figured out because I see that's a big complaint, it's a big topic for discussion around the Ontario Hockey League, and I see a lot of fans they are getting robbed of their games, and I don't think that's fair. They pay top dollar, they pay money out of their own pocket to watch the product on the ice, and they're not getting it on every single view, which point that they can get or every uh, platform they can get, and I just think that I don't think that's right. And there's a lot of people that did not re- did not get or did not continue with CHL TV because of that. And I just think that uh, that needs to be figured out before too much longer here because we're yeah. going to lose views on that. And also, you know what I really like? I wish that when on CHL TV, you could get radio calls. 
That'd be awesome. I wish he could do that. I wish they had three broadcasts. So they had home broadcast TV, then do home radio, and then do road radio. That'd be great. I, w- I hope that's a new thing for CHL TV. That would be something to fix CHL TV. And I know this is going to be a big talking segment, and this is going to be our feedback for the week after the last couple of weeks. Reese. We've had some stuff, but this is a big one because I think you got to give the fans more options. You know, fans don't want to listen to it their to the other team's broadcast all the time. Yeah. You know, they want to hear they want to hear their interviews. I know being with the Hamilton Bulldogs Audio Network, Reese, when you listen to Reed Duffy's calls, you know, you hear our show during the intermissions, pre-games, you know, you hear from Coach Jay McKee. Like you're constantly hearing things, you know, the London Knights, Kitchen Rangers, you know, you're hearing interviews, post-game shows and stuff. I hope they incorporate that with CHL TV because that would be incredible. The AHL does it, and it's really good. The AHL TV is similar to CHL TV, but you can pick the broadcast. And I like that. You either go home TV or road radio in the AHL, and it's great. Like, I watch all the Grand Rapids Griffin games on the road it, with Bob Kayser calling it. And last year, Joey Botano did a couple of games, but probably the Saginaw Spirits. But it's just one of those things where I hope uh, – this THL TV incorporates because I know a lot of fans would be all over that. And I get there's some smaller markets where they're going to lose views and stuff for the people, for the people watching. And I agree with that, but Hey, it'll be on the local cable, you know, you can still get it on your local TV if you don't have CHL TV. So I just hope that's something for CHL TV to give fans an extra option because it would be really cool to be able to hear guys like Mike Farwell, Mike Stubbs, you know, guys that are like big name broadcasters around the league. It'd be cool to hear them call games you know give fans the option to listen to them because growing up i mean i grew up to mike stubbs you know and that was a big deal to me getting to see i remember the first game in niagara media game you know with the phone and stuff like yeah. i was mesmerized i was fanboying and i admit it but you know it's just stuff like that where it's really cool you know meeting with ted lehman in niagara before reese like it'd be really neat and like last year when you got to fill in in niagara could you imagine if your parents and family got to watch the game with your call live that'd be pretty, that'd pretty neat yeah yeah, so I hope that the CHL TV and the CHL or whoever's in charge of this thinks about that because I think that would be a very, very positive direction for the league, mm-hmm. and I think that would be good to grow growth in the game because not everyone wants to watch the other team. I can tell you right now, and this isn't a knock at the NHL broadcasters, I never watch a non-wings broadcast in a non-wings game. I can't do it. Getting robbed not hearing Mickey Redmond and Ken Daniels is a crime. Yeah, the best broadcasters in the NHL, and you know, it's just so lucky when you can get that option. And I hope the CHL TV incorporates that. So that'd be really cool, and that's something that I really want to see them do. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking about the NHL and the Detroit Red Wings, uh, more times than not, I have no interest in listening to TNT, ESPN, yeah. or Sportsnet. Or TSN. Yeah, and these uh, copyright things are you know, a joke. Dude. Yeah. Um, in terms of the wings, anyways, uh, it's just, it's, yeah. so, some of it's really hard to listen to. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 100%. obviously there's a reason that Valley Sports Detroit was the number one ranked uh, local broadcast by the Athletic yeah. last year. So, hey, my dad's a Boston fan. My dad's a Boston fan. And I know I'm throwing him under the bus right now, but, he watches every single wings broadcast over Boston. It's just the way it is. Give, give people options, give people options. It's a great, it's just a common sense move in my opinion. And I hope that's something that just watch AHL TV. I mean, Hey, congratulations, by the way, to writer 
and show guest Joel Vanderland and the Belleville Senators. He's doing games. He's mm-hmm. doing color in Belleville. You know, I can turn the Belleville game on and watch it, no problem. And they're playing in Laval. So that would be pretty cool to be able to incorporate that in the CHL. It's easy to do. It's easy to do. And I think that's something that we need because it's something to grow the game. And I think it's something to grow views on the road. Because, yes, I get you got TVs there. They have the TV deal. They have all that stuff. But give people options to listen to more than just one broadcast. It's not a knock on any broadcast. But, like, if you're if you're a fan of a team, you're not, not going to want to watch your team's broadcast. Like, if you're a Kitchener Rangers fan on the road, you're not, not going to want to listen to Mike Farwell and Chris Pope. You're not, not going to want to do that. So, I just think it's a good – I think that's something that we need to do, and I think that's very important. Just to grow the game. Yeah. And and it's too bad, too. Another thing that's on my mind is <laughs> – sorry about this. But when on social media, we don't put why guys are suspended on, like, game sheets and stuff, like, on the game sheet. We don't put why. You know, like, I saw a penalty the other night in Hamilton. Ryan Humphrey gets a mouth guard violation 23 seconds after the fact. And you know, you know who the ref is. So – 23 seconds, 23 seconds before the penalty even happened. His mouth was in his mouth. He literally turned and showed him. And he goes, Humphrey's getting a 10. Humphrey's getting a 10. Ryan Humphrey was a player. You can hear it throughout the whole arena. Then 23 seconds later, we call it. That's kind of a joke. We need players on the ice. I get it. Probably insurance companies are all over the OHL right now and the dental bills. That's got to be it. But we got to make the call there. We have to, you know, if the mouth guard's in there, and maybe it's not. That's the thing. But call it right away. Don't say it. Then twenty three seconds later, call it when the mouth charge in his mouth. Yeah. What does that do? Nothing. I agree with you, Wardy, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was solid. Solid start to uh, observations <laughs> from this past weekend. Fired uh, up. Fired up. Yeah, yeah. dogs and dog sweep. By the way, too. That's one. Yeah. Niagara and Hamilton. Niagara's bigger bigger prize than Hamilton, being North Bay. You know, that's a big win for the Niagara Ice Dogs, a team with the new coaching staff. It's a big deal. So they looked good. They looked good. And you see, uh, and that's big, you know. Um, maybe they went in a little bit too aggressive, as we've talked about before. But the Niagara Ice Dogs, congrats on a big weekend. Obviously, it's just a step because, hey, you could go 2-0 and this weekend and go 0-2 next weekend. It's a cutthroat league, right? It's a tough league. You can't, you can't get too high. You can't get too low in this league. And yeah. that's one thing that I'm very – interested to see in the Niagara Ice Dogs this week, Reese, is let's see. Let's see if they keep it going, right? Let's see if they can build off that. Because if you can build off that and have a good weekend, next thing you know, you're for real. And when you look at the Kitchener Rangers, the Guelph Storm, you know, Kitchener's one of those teams where it looks like they're going to go, they're going to go. You know, they have talent there. You can see the talent, and then they don't. So it's one of those things where to watch, can you ride the wave and legit stay on it, stay on the surfboard. Uh, one thing for me, <clears throat> yeah, Ottawa 67's lost three games in a row. Um, yes, this past week they lose six four in Erie it. on Monday, lose five nothing in North Bay on Thursday, and lose three two in Peterborough on Saturday before yeah. snapping that streak a five one win over the Sudbury Wolves on home ice to start a three game homestand. Um, so there's that. Uh, the Ottawa yeah. 67s going through a little bit of a stretch there. And again, nobody expected 68 no anyways. Um, so after this weekend, they go 19 and four on the season, still number one overall in the Ontario Hockey League, but only by three points 
ahead of the Saginaw Spirit. Yeah. So, man, Saginaw's for real, too. Saginaw's for real. Do you want to take a break and then go back, or do you want to talk about it right now and then have a longer first segment, Reese? Because the Mem Cup's interesting to me. Uh, we'll do that in the second segment. Yeah. Okay. We'll break it. Because I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that because we'll break that. We'll break that down on why and why not these teams. I mean, there's a we've been to these places. We know to you know we know these places. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. There's definitely pros and cons, but the Twitter poll vote isn't really a surprise. That's all I will say. Yeah. I think the fans they really get it. They really get this vote, and I think that's big. Yeah. Also, you know, you know, it'd be wild. I know this will never happen, but can you imagine if it was a fan vote to host an M Cup? That'd be oh crazy. God. You imagine? Be... You, you imagine you put four bids in, so the four teams, right? You got Kingston, Sioux, Niagara, Saginaw. You imagine if if it's a fan vote, you get the M Cup. You're gonna have to sell, sell, sell. You're gonna have to market. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Like an election, who's gonna win? That'd be pretty cool. It would never happen, but that's just a dream. I had that random thought the other day when it came out, and it's like. Could you imagine if it was a fan vote, like an election? That would be so mm. cool that the fans vote. I mean, you're talking about a good way to market and get fans engaged, hosting a Mem Cup. You know, you're basically yeah. saying if your team's going to buy or sell, and you basically, if you're that team, you got to start giving to the fan base before you bid. So you start buttering up the fans. So I think that's pretty, I think that would be pretty cool. I was going to say, you see two other teams that will only ever step foot on that ice once ever, more than likely. Yeah. So. Um, and also, yeah, that's like, like you said, that's a marketing tool. That's fan engagement. That's, yeah, you know, everything really. It, it would be unique. Yeah. It would never, well, ha- it would, not it would a never chance happen, it's going to happen, but, but yeah. No, it's an interesting thought for sure. But yeah, we'll get to that chat yeah. next. Um, I guess we could give our pick about who we think is going to get it. Um, and then chat about yeah. who deserves to get it i guess we could do um yeah this should be a fun topic of discussion that's for sure because we did this back when oshawa and sue um were gonna go and try and bid and then we didn't play which kind of sucked yeah but we will have that same debate after the break here on the ohl and 60 podcast Welcome back to the OHL in 60 podcast time for a Memorial cup chat. And to be specific, who's going to host it Four teams have thrown their bids or thrown their names into a hat. Let's see what happens. I don't think they decided with a hat. I think there's an actual vote. (laughs) Fan vote. Um, Fan vote. Fan election. Niagara, Kingston, Sault Ste. Marie and Saginaw. And before we give our favorites or who we think is going to host it, yeah, we're going to chat about who has the best chance to get it and who makes the most sense to get it. Where do you want to start? Pick one. One out of four. Do we go north north to south, south to north? So on the poll, it goes Kingston, Sioux, Niagara, Saginaw. All right, we could do that. Sure, we can yeah, we could do that. Why Kingston gets the Mem Cup? Yeah. One, the facility is beautiful. Yeah. That's a really nice facility. Um, two, it's a really good city. 
really good city to host it. You know, that's one and two. It has all the combinations. Um, that's a very good candidate. I mean, this is get this is a tough one. All four are have a lot of pros, and there's some cons, but this is definitely a big one. And I think Kingston is an underrated pick here. I think Kingston most definitely all four of these teams have the same amount of chances right now. Yeah. But when you vote, you see right away this team's a favorite. This team's a favorite. We have a favorite, but don't be surprised if Kingston gets this because Kingston won they have the facility too. They could have the team. You know, the big one is does Wright come back? If Wright comes back and they yeah. can make a trade similar to London made the Robert Thomas Kyle McMichael switch, that would make them a very favorable host for next year. So that's a big one for me. Yeah, I think one thing that also goes into consideration, and I know it's not Ottawa, it's right, it's not right on the border of Quebec, but in you know its location to Quebec, right? And fans are going to travel. If their team makes it, there will be fans that will travel. We saw it's Hamilton odd. fans travel out east, um, you know, last year for the Memorial Cup. You think about it; it's close enough to the Quebec border where, say, a Quebec-based uh-huh. team made up. it to the Memorial Cup. There's another market you grab for people who come to Kingston, who buy stuff in Kingston all event long. They, you know, they boost, you know, business in Kingston. Just, you know, yeah. more fan engagement from other all leagues. Local. And I mean, British Columbia to Kingston is pretty far. I can't imagine a whole lot of people will come from there if a team yeah. from BC makes it. But at least you're taking care of the Ontario Hockey League. You're taking care of the Quebec. Major Junior Hockey League, If again, if it's a Quebec-based team. But I think location-wise makes makes maybe makes the most sense for, yeah. for all the locations. And, I mean, you're going to get the American fans, of course, if you give it to Sioux, Saginaw, or Niagara. Um, so, obviously, that plays a factor in it as well, you know, the relation to the border and with, you know, Saginaw yeah. being in the States. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it, – Kingston – there's a lot of history with Kingston, with hockey in Kingston. Um, yeah, it'd almost be not a throwback it's tournament, it's but it would like it would bring out a lot of history in Kingston that a lot of OHL fans don't really know about. So, very true, very good point there, Reese. Yeah, it's a very, very underrated. I think. I mean, I think this is a very good option to host the Memorial Cup. One hundred percent. Next, I forgot who was next. Sioux Greyhounds. Sioux Greyhounds. Very, very interesting. I mean, originally when it was between Oshawa and Sioux, I had Sioux all day just because I feel like this Mem Cup village. I mean, Sioux St. Marie screams hockey to me. It just screams the CHL. Um, Very good spot to host the Mem Cup. Yeah, it's way out there, but it's a very good spot to host the Memorial Cup. Um, I think this is a good marketing opportunity here in Sioux. I think it's a good opportunity to really grow the league. And to grow the game there for CHL wide. Um, I like the idea of a Mem Cup village. I like this for the last two years. Um, mm-hmm. Just everything there, it has hockey. It has the feel of hockey. It has that history. The, the city has history too, which really fits the Canadian Hockey League. In my opinion, I think Sioux is a really good option as well. Obviously, all four of these teams. But I think that Sioux, with this Mem village, it's a very good marketing tool to really chime in on if you're the CHL. Yeah, and I think you look at you look where it is uh, in town. It's right on the water. Um, there's hotels 
in the exact area. You've got a holiday yeah. in there. You have a Days in and Sweets. Uh, movie theaters right there. Not that guys are going to take time off to go watch a movie when they're competing for the Memorial Cup. I don't know. The Bulldogs went well. That is it. true. Yeah, great point. Um, there's a quality in as well. Like, you've got everything right in one area. Um, it just, you know, it's it's hard to say no to Sue, like you said, yeah, Paul. And it's, it's like it Oshawa. really is like, like Oshawa. Yeah, that. Well, Oshawa's in the GTA, and we've all talked about how much we enjoy hockey in the GTA. Very um, true. But I mean, Oshawa's a little bit of a different of a different story than Mississauga. Um, yes. But you know, the building they just they did renovations a few years ago. Um, they did do some upgrades on the building. Not that the host any of them, the yeah. other arenas really need renovations, but you know, they put themselves in a position to be able to put a bid through, and you know whether or not they're able to build something around Gretzky. For the time that he played in Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Like here's it's... the thing, though, with Gretzky. Here's the thing, though, with Gretzky. Niagara Ice Dog. Yeah, Ice Dog. Exactly, right? Like, so there's, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a big part of yeah. those two bids, right? Gretzky with the Ice Dogs being a part owner and Gretzky playing for the Sioux Greyhounds. And remember. remember Who wins had... the Gretzky battle, I guess you could say, but. Um... <laughs> Imagine we do a play down. We do a playoff over the Christmas break, a round-robin tournament like Silver Stick, and then. The two top teams have a two out of three series. Winner gets the Mem Cup. Do it the year before. That'd be pretty wild. I mean, be- I'm just picturing dreams right now in this show. I, the last segment I did it, and now this segment I'm doing it. But could you imagine that? That'd be pretty cool. I'd be in. Yeah, that'd yeah. be neat. Have a play. Have a play down. Obviously, during the middle of the season and stuff with World Juniors, it's a busy time. But I think doing a play down would be so cool. But that's a long ways away, and that would be tough to do uh, financially, uh, schedule-wise. Yeah. That would be so tough to do, but that would be pretty cool. Fans yeah. would like that. All right. Also, sorry, one more thing for Sue. Yep. I think I think Sue will have a very competitive roster next year. So one thing about Sue, McConnell Barker, yep. I think this team will have a very competitive roster next year. I think that's another positive for them. Yeah, that's the thing, right? You look at the area, you got to look at what the city offers, but you also got to look at the product on the ice. Well, Kingston, the thing is with Kingston, Kingston's banking on the Shane Wright deal. That's what it looks yeah. like. It looks like they're banking on the Shane Wright deal, but what happens if it never happens? I mean, he's in the American Hockey League right now. Lighting he's lighting it up. it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, so you're banking on him getting sent back and getting traded at this point. Yeah. I mean, from what I've heard, in articles around from general managers, there's a lot that they want. Kingston wants a lot, a lot more than we said last week. I can mention the article. I can mention yeah. the article it's publicly. I'll just look it up right now. I have a link. All right. So, Mr. Delta Gray from the Owen Sound Attack, general manager, said not a chance, no way, um, to the right deal. It said, uh, what happens if Shane Wright gets sent back? Same, not a chance, no way. And then he said, "If that if he gets sent back, do you?" So that's just yeah. a follow up question. But there it is. So that's interesting. We're not getting into character and all that crap. We're not doing yeah. that. But that's that's interesting to me. That must mean they want a lot. And why wouldn't they? 
But if it's only a half a year thing for that, not a chance. But I would yeah. say Wright gets traded. I would say Wright gets traded to a Western Conference team if he does. I don't think they trade him to the East. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Team. Yeah. So that's a uh, that's something for me to look out for with Kingston, where I feel like if Kingston doesn't make this right deal, if it doesn't happen, which it may not, what you know, whatever. It's it's a flop, right? Like, what happens now with your roster next year? So, that's an interesting one to me. That's one thing about Kingston, but we can get to Niagara. Yeah, yeah, Niagara Ice Dogs, and I think number one, top of the list, Niagara Falls. That is number Ooh. one, top of the list in terms of likability of bringing the no. tournament there. In May? Can you imagine in May? May Doing the Mem Cup in Niagara, yeah. what a spot! You say Niagara, just the beginning of tourism opinion. season, and you bring the Memorial Cup, so that brings even more people to town. And yeah, yeah. good spot there too. Quebec teams can go down through the states. Yeah, what a spot that is! I would say Niagara is the best spot to host the Mem Cup. I agree. It's a, one of the best venues to host the Mem Cup. Press box is in a bad spot, but they'll figure all that out. Yeah, but. It's big, the press box is big enough to host the Mem Cup. Scratches wouldn't be able to sit in there. Like the home team scratch, like yeah. the ice dog scratches, where they said they wouldn't be able to do that. But it's certainly big enough. So Niagara's got a good option. But the one negative thing about Niagara is what are they going to do next year? You know, yeah. what, what's their pick situation? Are they going to pick situation? What's going to happen with the roster? What's the roster going to be? You know, we've saw so much turnover this year. We've seen so many moves. The first question I have is, Who's going to coach? Who's going to coach this team? Who's going to yeah. coach? Um, how many moves? What are we going to do to this roster? How can you dramatically change it? I mean, sitting right now, as I'm popping up the standings on Sunday evening, which is fine because there's no action right now. And I'm looking at the conference. Yeah, sitting in last place, 15 points, tied at the Oshawa Generals in the East. So what's the Six, roster going to be? So you got to go from last to first in the conference because it looks pretty bad. That's the one negative thing about the Mem Cup right now is, and there's a lot of complaining in Ontario last year, when the host has five weeks off to play in a tournament after teams just get through seven-round series. Yeah, You know, that is tough. That is a grind. To win, to win the OHL title or the Q title or the WHL title is a grind. It is hard. You know, the W, you get all that travel in the finals. It's crazy. But it's just one of those things. It's a grind. It's physically, it's mentally, it's everything. You know, it's hard. And to get to the M Cup and have a host get knocked out, five and then have a five-week layoff, you know, that's tough to do. And you change that's coaches. Yeah, change coaches. You have time to implement a whole new system. That's wild. Eh? You had time to do so much pre-scout. You imagine St. John's could have been in. They could have went to Edmonton one week. Next week, they could have went to Hamilton. Next week, they could have went to Schwinnigan. No problem in Schwinnigan. In the queue, you know, you have so much pre scout, you can send a scout there, there, or wherever. You know, you're hosting the Mem Cup, there is no budget. Yeah, there's a budget, but the win, there isn't a budget. I mean, to me, it's hard if well, I mean, that ability to do that. I mean, but, the amount of money you save not paying for hotels throughout the playoffs, there's, yeah. your, there's your extra money. Yeah, very true. No bus trips, no hotels, like you said, yeah. no dinners, no expenses, right? Yeah, that's good. Um, but 
that was an advantage. I think that's the biggest fear with the Niagara Ice Dogs is what's their roster going to be? Yeah. And you know, what is the roster now? We don't know. Every single OHL fan, you don't even have to be an Ice Dogs fan. You're thinking, oh, there's an OHL move. It's got to be Niagara. Yeah. There's like, you know, that's the one thing that's going to happen. And I know, and I'm not ripping on them because I like their organization. I always have. But it's one of those things where you have to have a detailed plan. You have to have a detailed plan. And it has to be, this is the script. This is what we're going to do for the CHL. This is what the news you're going to try to make. This is what we're going to try to do. Because they have to go buy the book and stick to the script on this bid process. Or they're just going to get the funny look out of this. Why? Yeah. And so as the awkward team that's putting in for it that has no shot. Quite frankly. But they have the, they have the venue. The venue is yep. first class. This venue is perfect to host the M Cup. You can even put one dressing room on the other side, kind of like how the odd was in Kitchener, or, or it is like in Kitchener. You mm-hmm. can even do that, right? You have the extra dressing rooms. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because the ice dogs would occupy their own. Then you've got community. I think I'm trying to there. You have one or two, right, on the other side. I'm trying to think community rinks they've got. Or community rinks, community dressing rooms. There's at least six community dressing rooms, and that's like when the road team comes into town, they get two of them. Yeah, I'm excited. You got, or sorry, no, there are only three because of the boardroom at the end. I think there's only two or three others that are vacant uh, while well, you know the road happened? team is taking over two. You know what happened? The ice dogs would have to take their stuff out for a couple of games. Yeah. The games that they're not playing, they, two of those games, they would have to take their stuff out. But when the Ice Dogs play, you see the other room. Yeah. Then once, if they're eliminated or whatever, then you get their room. Yeah. Then it's a fair game. But that's what it would be. Because that dressing room would have to be used then. But that's a good, it's a good situation there. It's a really good, uh, it's cha- the organization has changed a lot in Niagara, you know. And I think they have a good plan. But you're just not seeing the really full effect of a plan. You're not seeing yet. the positive. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and I know, Dar- and I know Darren. I know Darren Dadalber. Very good business guy. Very good. When he has a plan, he does it. And as we've saw, we've saw. I mean, you might not agree with it, but we've saw he's not afraid to make moves. So, if they're positive, why not? Right. It's a very good spot. If they're positive news, why not? Yeah. I believe this year they went in too aggressively, but. I also think though if they can make the right moves and stick to the script, they'll have they have a legitimate shot. They have a legitimate shot. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I agree. It's just yeah, it just you have to balance both, right? Perfect spot, team on the ice. Ugh. Whereas yeah. the, the it's the always other, been like that though. Like the other three wow. teams that are bidding for the Memorial Cup, you know the roster is already going to be stronger. Um, than it is yeah. this year, if, if that's possible for Saginaw, the way they're playing right now. But uh, yeah, they're going to get better. They're yeah. just getting better. They're just scratching at the surface, to be honest. Yeah, you're two out of three, probably, of Michael Misa. So yeah. 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 Next no, year, he's going to be like a 17 year old playing in the league. Yeah. He skipped the year. He looks like a 16 year He doesn't even look like a 16 year old now. He looks like a 17 year old now. And yeah. next year, he'll be 18 and 19. Yeah. By the way, I do want to mention these. Um, when you talked about Darren Dobler being a good business guy, I can agree with that. It is his first season or well, first 21 games being the owner GM of the 
Niagara Ice Dogs. He's already done more giveaways than I ever saw the Burks do. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. if, if so you're proud. not looking for a reason to go to games or, you know, anything Man, he's that gets great. fans into the building, it's just, it's, it's worth paying to give something away to fans. Man. So, I mean, that's, that was, that was, so, that's something positive I've seen from them so far. But you have all these clowns ripping on them, but it's like, yeah, it's the attendance one, is there. Yeah. yeah, legit. It's only been like two months. Yeah. But like all these armchair guys on their, that hide on their phone, like, you know, like, what are we doing? Like, you can't say that he hasn't gave the effort. I mean, yeah, it's, there's been some bad news. Everyone makes bad news. I'm not protecting that because I've said that multiple times. The last two episodes, I've been very critical of Niagara Ice Dogs. And this is the thing to me where business-wise, this team's booming. Yeah, the attendance isn't there, but the giveaways, like you mentioned, the ice, the ice dog concessions, all the new concessions at Meridian. I mean, that's Meridian, but you can't say that they haven't tried. I mean, week one, he's in there. You see all the deals. I mean, you can get a pair of gloves for 40 bucks at Akil Thomas. The guy scored the golden goal at the World Juniors. 40 bucks. You know, like he, like he knows what he's doing business-wise. He's a very good businessman. He's a smart guy. He's a very smart guy. And you're going to see that this bid, Niagara's going to surprise teams. You know what they're doing. Yeah. It's not a charity. It's You see all these guys that hide on Twitter, man. You see it all the time, and it bugs me that never go there, never go there. But you see it all the time where it's like, well, I'm sitting at home right now. It's 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. Uh, uh, what am I going to talk about today? All right, let's cut up the Niagara Ice Dogs GM and owner. You know, like – Come on, like I get there's I get it's been a struggle. I 100% get that. But like if you actually step foot in the arena, you can't say you can't say it's bad business. Look at these giveaways. Open your eyes. Legit. Open your eyes and look at the giveaways that they're doing. Look at the facility, you know? This team, at least they made moves, you know. Yeah, they're not great moves all the time. And yes, they jumped to conclusions with the coaches. I mean, I've been the first one to say that on the show. I even asked them when Darren came on. I even asked Darren, hosting the M Cup, is, is it early? Or what's your thought process on hosting the Memorial Cup this early? You know, we asked that straight out. We asked about the Sam Dickinson thing. Yeah. And you get an honest answer. You get an honest answer from Darren. So if people that are going to complain about the Niagara Ice Dogs, actually step in the arena, open your eyes, and look what they're doing. Look at the business side. Yes, the attendance is no good, but I can tell you right now, winning fix everything. Winning fixes everything. It fixes everything. So I'm telling you right now that if the ice start to win some games this year, people are going to go to that arena and everything's going to be good again. But it just just, honestly, it makes me so angry when I see like people on Twitter that just tweet to tweet. It's so dumb. Twitter sucks. Elon sucks. Ohio State sucks. Yeah, they do. Never Broncos suck. Yeah, Wings do. don't. Let's go Red Wings. James suck. So yeah, I'm in a I'm in a tear down walls mood today. So heads I was up. gonna say, Wardy, you, you know that yeah. huge rant. Oh my god, you just Sponsored totally. Yeah, you but like, just. No, but like, you just totally took this segment and went sideways. <laughs> complete. Yeah, but like, did a complete deserve, like, and said no business fans. business wise. They deserve to host the Mem Cup, but they got to they got to level it out with the play, the roster construction. They have to level it out. But I'm just tired of people going on social media 
that are chirping. But, like, yeah, they have their right. But, like, go to the game. Go to the game. You know, yes, you have a right to voice your opinion. I'm not saying you don't. But go to the game. Go on their social media and look at the giveaways. Look at the giveaways. Yeah. At least they're trying. At least they're not doing anything. You know? At least you're just sitting there and like, oh, we'll concede, right? They made a coaching change, which no one would have thought of. No one would have thought about changing the coach. Yeah, if you're in the game, you would have. I don't think anyone would have thought about changing the coach now, right? Like Branford guy, everyone's calling him the Branford uh, ice dogs and stuff. But no one really would have thought that. Yeah. And shout out to the Dog Pound podcast, by the way. Um, Brandon Caputo, Ted Lehman co-host this week with them. You know, Ted, well, what an episode that was. What a good episode. I'm highly suggesting you right now listen to the Dobbler's Radar on there. They have a segment each week with Darren the Dobbler and Ted Lehman, the radio play-by-play guy for the Niagara Ice Dogs. Had a very good interview with Darren the Dobbler, and you will love this. If you listen to it, I'm telling you right now, you'll love the honesty. You don't hear that from owners and GMs around the Ontario Hockey League like you did there. You don't hear that. So I just want to mention that. And I'm not saying that because I know Darren. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that, like, I think a little bit is too harsh right now. When, yeah, they won two games in a row, that means nothing. But business-wise, they're doing things good. But, yes, I know the big question's winning, but it'll come. It'll come. I wish they would have did a full rebuild to start things off and then build into next year. But that didn't happen. And, yeah, there's my rant. I'm sorry. But it's all good. We still got to get to Saginaw. Yeah, and, hey, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh, we'll go there now. Saginaw Spirit. Yes. I think I think point number one for them is the product on the ice. Like it's 35 points, their first 24 games. They're closing the gap on Ottawa for first, and they've won nine games in a row. Um, yeah. Just to make first it tied. a little bit better. They only tied it. That's their tie, right? That's yeah. matching franchise history, nine wins in a row. Yeah, right on. You know, Saginaw's a very good team. It's not just Michael Misa. It's not just Michael Misa, which is crazy. Parrick's a very good hockey player. You know, and we had talked about Michael Misa before. Show guess, not a big deal. You know, we talked about Misa before being that guy that just is a rat to play against. He's tough to play against because he always gets in scoring spots. And it sucks. It sucks to play against. It's not fun at all. But those guys are good hockey players. Those guys are goal scorers for a reason. This team's only getting better. This team, it's scary to think what they could be next year. It really is. And I wish I wish the OHL hosted it not next year, the year after, for Misa in his draft year. And I wish Regina was good this year to have Bedard host it. Oh, my God. I know, they, I know they just had it in Regina. But could you imagine having it the eligible first overall pick in the Mem Cup? Has that ever been done? Crosby was in the Mem Cup and they didn't host. McDavid never was. No. Um, it is a host team. Tavares didn't. Yeah. Did Windsor host it when Hall was there? They did not. No, but they were. Um, no, that's <laughs> the two years he went to the Memorial Cup. Um, it was in. The, it wasn't even in Ontario. One was in yeah. Brandon. The yes, other one, right. I can't remember where the other one is. It was obviously East. Um, it wasn't Halifax, yeah, was it? It was not. No, yeah, that's no. right. Nathan McKinnon in it? McKinnon was in it. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if they hosted that, though. No, it was in Saskatoon. Yes. 
Blades hosted it. Yeah. That was one where Domi made the pass to Horvat. One of the passes of the Mem Cup, like one of the nice passes of the Mem Cup. Doesn't come an OHL team. But yeah, when was the last time a Mem? Um, and I know we'll have listeners that get back to us on this one, so let us know. Yeah. When was the last? When was the last time a first overall pick hosted the Mem Cup? I think that would be so cool. But obviously, it's not going to happen. But if Regina had a good team this year, yeah, that would be so cool to see. The I guy mean, up. you're I not mean, not going to want to watch that. You never know. Is there a Bedard trade? Like, you never know. If Regina's that going to be that bad at that point in the season, you get a bunch of picks know, for Matty Connor Rowe. Bedard. Matty Rowe, let us know. Yeah, and then go in for it in two yeah. years. Pat's inside. Yeah, let us know. Let us know if you're in Regina. This is interesting. A little OHL West talk. Yeah. West, way Thoughts West. Thoughts on if Bedard gets traded. That's a random question today, but thing? it's true. Yeah. That would be wild, but it would be so cool to see no, but, help a, but I mean, know, you're, you're right. Like, if Michael Misa, guys, if Michael Misa plays in the Memorial Cup, and who knows where Saginaw goes. They're good this year. They're obviously going to be good next year. What, yeah. Why not? have Saginaw be a top team in the Ontario Hockey League three years in a row and Michael Misa could potentially play in a Memorial Cup. It wouldn't be obviously at home. It would be actually back out east. But you know who you just think about that sustained success over multiple years and um you would have to think potentially that Saginaw breaks it down and when once Misa's gone and um no, maybe starts over, but Man. you know there is that potential. Team, Saginaw is the top team for three straight years. Like I'm looking at this team, so they're Pavel Mintikov, bubble guy for next year. I mean, 35 points in 24 games of defenseman. I doubt he comes back, but hosting the Mem Cup definitely helps. But I still yep. doubt he comes back. He'll be in the A. But Michael Misa, 26 points in 18 games. Matthias Sapavala, 26 points in 24 games. Calum Mangoni, 24 points in 24 games. You know, this team is good enough. Dean Lucas, an 3 22 points in 23 games. This team is good for next year. This team's going to be so good next year. Joey Wills, a rookie, an 5 has 18 points in 24 games. This team is good enough to host an uncut next year. Roster-wise, I think marketing-wise, it would be a very good idea. I mean... The state of Michigan isn't like a GTA. It is a hockey area. Yeah, there's hockey town, but it is a hockey area. I was going to say, it's not a Red Wings state, unlike Toronto, or unlike Ontario, where it just seems like it's a Leafs province, not a hockey province. It's it's um, not always like that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Michigan, Michigan State hockey, always very competitive. You see fans pack both of those arenas. Yeah. you know, the Little Caesars hockey program out of the Belfort Training Center yeah, in Detroit. Devilano ties. Yeah, exactly. And it it is. You get the Upper Peninsula as well. Um, yeah. You know, Calumet, Michigan hosted Kraft Hockeyville. At, what was it? Yeah. Like four years ago, maybe? Three, four That's years ago? four years ago already. Holy crap. Yeah. Anthony I'm Mantha old. had a couple of goals in that game against that the was a pre-se- that was a pre That was a preseason game, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't night one. I was gonna say for some reason that night one, but yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, so 
yeah, I can't see a reason why Saginaw wouldn't be an option. Obviously, people are going to have the argument. It's not in Canada. Change. We got to mix things up. The Canadian it's been all there before. are eight American teams in the yeah. Canadian Hockey League. So yeah, there once well, was a Baltimore team in the Canadian Football League, but it's called the Canadian yeah, Football the, League. So and a Las Vegas team. Yeah, exactly. It was just so, too hot to play in the middle of summer. You imagine the middle of July playing football in Vegas? No thanks. Wow. No, we're good. <laughs> that was before the state. That was before the dome there. Yeah. You know they're not going to spend money on a dome for the CFL. No offense to CFL, but they're not. Way right. too high. You can't practice. Couple huh. of minutes left, Wardy. Who is your pick for the Memorial Cup? Who gets it? So first here, I'll I'll do the poll. I'll do the poll first. So first place, we have. Oh no! I clicked on the wrong button. Oh geez. All right, I got it. I got it. We have the Saginaw Spirit with forty three percent. Second. We have the Niagara Ice Dogs, 24%. Third, we have the Kingston Frontenacs, 18%. Sioux in fourth at 15%. So Saginaw, Niagara, Kingston, Sioux. What do we think? We should rate them all how we think. Yeah. I I think Kingston's last. Really? Okay. Yeah, Kingston would be four for me, I think. It, and if we're talking at this point in time, um, this is this is the way I'm ranking this. Yeah, um, Niagara is third. Yeah, solely based on their on ice talent right now and their on ice. One hundred and ten percent. Yeah, one hundred has nothing to that. do with my rant <laughs> with anything off the ice. They win that category if we're just basing it off of what's off the ice, and we don't give a rat's ass who's playing. They win, hundred percent. One hundred percent agree with you. Um, so they go three for me. Two goes Saginaw, and I think Sault Ste. Marie is my pick to get the wow. Cup. I respect that. You know, I respect that. I was always on the Sioux train. Yeah. I was always on the Sioux train. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. I'm gonna go Niagara four, Kingston three. This is heartbreaking to do this because this is three years in the making of this. I yeah. can't believe I'm doing this. Sue two, Saginaw one. I'm a, I'm in love with Saginaw's roster. Roster wise, their yeah. roster is a contending roster before even making a move. Yeah. You're gonna make a move if you're hosting the Men Cup, and their roster's already a J. Ross Robertson contender say, right now. And they essentially made an unloading move. Uh, sending a couple of very good players to the North Bay Battalion. Yeah, and they got picks. Yeah, they can. Those picks, they have a couple that are for later on, not just this year. Yep. So they have picks there that they could possibly flip into a very good player next year. That's it. That's a good one. I I like Saginaw. Saginaw has. They're my top team, and it sucks because I was always on Sue. Even when it was even when it was quote unquote Oshawa's getting it over to Sue. I always wanted Sue to get it, but just this situation, I have to go. I have to do it. It's got to go Saginaw. All right. That was a fun topic to debate. Yeah, it was. Hey, I got one question for you. How much time do we have? Do you want to go next? We are way over. This is like going on half an hour for segment number two. Okay, we'll go to break and then come back. I have a poll and power ranking. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I don't even get to know the question before the before the next segment. All right. Oh. I love it. Love it, Wardy. Yeah. No, you don't have to tell me now. No, that's yeah, fine. no, 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 no. I'm not gonna tell you. I can't tell you. All you right. kind of know it. All right. You kind of know it. All right. It's that's a good fine. it's a good out of segment. Yeah. It, cool. it gives people time to think. All right. There we go. What the question is. Time for a break to think, which is something I don't do very often. Um, and we will come back and round out the show here on the OHL and 60 podcast. One final segment before we round out the show here on this week's edition of the OHL in 60 podcast with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Demaney. About 10 minutes to go. Colin Ward has a question for me. It was a former OHL poll on their website. Um, And yes, you have that question, Colin Ward. Yeah, so here we go. How many 50-goal scorers is there going to be this year in the Ontario Hockey League? And I like that poll from the OHL, and I got inspired to ask that question on the show. And uh, you get to get the listeners involved as well. Um, how many? So we got to get back to the home part because I had the stats out. Jump the gun, false start. Um, oh, like, uh, so one- like the Ohio uh... – <laughs> The Ohio State um, O-line on Saturday. (laughs) Strout was actually protected. I thought C.J. Strout was actually protected. I don't think Michigan touched him that much. Well, yeah, it is is pretty easy to be protected when the play keeps getting blown dead for uh, false starts. Yeah, and it's easy to get good field position when the referees call call a pass interference and the ball's six feet over the wide receiver's head. Or I you're, could be on stilts and stuff and still oh not catch God. that. Or when it's your like, players headbutt our players. So that, that was, was dumb. <laughs> that, that was stupid. dumb. Yeah. That me off. Yeah. That was dumb. What are we doing? Five. And I loved Ryan Day for this. Just pointed no, out. No. But yeah, that's a bad feeling on, fo- yeah. in a, on a football field when your coach tells you who did that out. That's not good. You're uh, packing your bag. Yeah. But yeah. So, my question, how many players will reach the 50-goal mark this season? One to two, three to four, five to six, seven plus. I say three to four. Yeah, I'm around that. I'm three to four. Seven plus is a stretch. Um, As we are talking on November 27th, um, one guy is over 20, um, and that is our Curry from the Kingston front. Next, Avery Hayes, my guy to lead the OHL in scoring. He's got 18 following a very good game on Sunday, a 10-6 victory for the Bulldogs, Um, just a game where the puck just went the net. Throw it out the the window. Exactly. Throw that game out the window. Um, This is the top five. Colby Barlow, three at 17. Alex Christopoulos of the Windsor Spitfires with 16. And Denny Gore, uh, 15. Uh, for fifth place in the Ontario Hockey League, fifty goals. Talk about how how big that moment was when Luke Evangelista did it um, last season. And by the way, I saw a the handshake. Uh, yeah, I saw a highlight of that Selly again, and I go, "Oh yeah, I forgot how awesome that was." Yeah, 
Um, that was a celebrity. Yeah, yeah I mean, the hands, the shake of hands. Yeah, and and this will obviously change with teams starting to buy, starting to sell. You're going to see um, a lot of guys move down this list, move up this list. You know, it's really it's a hard debate to have how many guys will get to 50 because it's such a huge accomplishment, right? You think 50 goals yeah, and three, four they, tops and they score in fit. Say they get 50 goals. They score in 50 games. That's only 18 games. They didn't score in all year long. Um, so that's just, yeah. you talk about what an accomplishment it is, but yeah, I think three to four is, is probably a safe stress. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I say three to four, too. Yeah. It's tough. Like, does our cherry have 30 goals by Christmas? My next month at this time, does he have 30 goals? By this time next only month? One, I hope I so. December 27th? One, I know there's the break, yeah, obviously, but... 20 I think seconds? Yeah. Some of the last game is the 22nd, maybe the 21st. I might be way off on this, but I agree. I say three to four. Um, I think Arturi gets it. I think uh, Avery gets it for sure, Hayes, and Marlowe probably too. Yeah. I mean, Owen Sound's got five guys that'll score 30 this year. That's a safe bet. Yeah, that's a safe bet there. I'm looking up right now on the schedule to see. As we get to the power rankings now? Yeah, let's get to the power rankings. All right, I just got to look for the schedule of the last game. And the 18th. The 18th is the last game. Yeah. Before the Christmas probably break. return on the 27th. No, probably not because the 27th 28th. would be a Monday. So Tuesday would be the next game back after Christmas. All right. But Wednesday. Wednesday, December 28th, Niagara at Hamilton. Sunbury yeah, Christmas is Sunday. Day. I thought it was the Saturday. Christmas is Sunday. Yeah, there's right. a lot of games Wednesday. A lot of games Wednesday. Hopefully Canada doesn't play the World Junior that day. Yeah, right. Might be a lot of empty buildings. Yeah, 100%. Or not, if people don't support Hockey Canada. We'll see. Very true, yeah. And a very good reason not to support them. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. All right. Power uh, rankings right now. And I think a lot of people... Maybe not surprised, but a little bit stunned, you could say, about how our top five looks right now. Um, Colin Ward, you can go first with your number five, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, my fifth team's going to turn some heads, but not really because they're eight and two in their last ten, and they should actually be higher. The London Knights, fifth best team right now in the Ontario Hockey League. One. That game against Kitchener on Friday night at the odd was a textbook. Beautiful hockey game to watch. Beautiful hockey game to watch in the system. They stuck to their system. They played in, They played their game, and they won that game 4 nothing. Very good game to watch. Very systematic. Very good hockey game. The London Knights, the fifth team, and it's not a stretch. It is not a stretch. They are 8-2 and two in their last 10. They've won four games in a row. The London Knights, no doubt about it, the fifth seed. Don't come at me. Fifth best team right now in the Ontario yeah. Hockey League. Yeah, and they're finding multiple ways to win. Logan May, you took a face off against Oshawa on Sunday. Yeah. Remember yeah. a couple of years ago we had that debate? 
about these t- yeah. about D taking draws up. They get hands. Was it yeah. when we had Riley McCord on? Might have been. Riley I know we kind of. I know he, we. He had a face off. Yeah, I know we kind of talked about it with uh, uh, Bryce Montgomery when he came on the show about yes, you know his opportunity to see some time up front. Um, yeah, get more ice time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just interesting to see London do that. Yeah, man, there's some good D in the OHL that I think could win a draw over a winger. Ty mm-hmm. Nelson. Ty oh, Nelson. Yeah, quick hands. He's got quick good. Watch quick that hands. happen. That's gonna be an effect. Watch it happen. Like I would take Ty Nelson taking a draw over some wingers who just stand there and don't even move. Yeah. Saw that on Sunday. We saw that yeah. on Sunday. Don't don't mention the player. We don't do that, but uh, before get, wingers come in and like not even really move. Yeah. So, but London for me is five. All right, uh, five for me is not London for anyone wondering. Um. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, five for me, the Flint Firebirds. Um, a lot of that has nice. to do uh, with their last ten games. They have points in nine. Of those 10 games, they are six, yeah. one, and three. Uh, they are over the 100 goals for Mark. Uh, they're at 105 right now, tied with the Ottawa 67s for first in the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, Firebirds currently in third uh, in the Western Conference. 29 points. They are number three or number five for me. I was thinking number three because they're three in the West, but um, yeah, number four, Colin. Yeah, so my fourth team is the Owen Sound Attack. Owen Sound, they had a rough weekend before, but they have they've had points and they've gotten themselves back into the mix. So Owen Sound's at four for me. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Owen Sound for me is four as well. Uh, they lead their division. They've got 30 points and they lead it over. I mean, geez, got to scroll down a bit. Over London, um, who's yeah. that second place team? They're just three points behind the Owen Sound Attack. Um, so yeah, Owen sound number four games in hand too. Yes. Games in hand too. That's a game to watch. Yeah. That's a matchup to watch now. I look so dumb for saying they were going to have a bad year. I look so dumb. I, I, I think we both had them, um, well, you did, I just not in the top it. three in that division. I'm just, yeah. I think I said fourth. But then, then again, we're talking before Mayu playing. We're talking before Diaco comes over from Hamilton because they legit could not Still score. The they legit could not score a goal. And then Diaco shows up and things immediately change. Right? Or... And then other guys start to score. Right? You yeah. see Brody Crane go off. Yeah. You see exactly. Barkey start to play his game. Yeah. It, very, very interesting. I just can't, I can't believe. Uh, I sound so dumb for having them not in the top yeah, three. That's fine. Near year. What am I doing going up against the Hunters? Why? Not sure. I got to realize I'm not going to win that game. I'm not going to win that. So I got to be better. Another fine. Damn. That's all right. Nobody wow. Uh, number yeah. three, Colin. Three for me, the Flint Firebirds. Flint is neat. They've been hot as of late. I like the run they're on. They've been hotter than Owen Sound, so I bumped them from four to three. All right. Uh, three for me, North Bay Battalion. Um, okay. Still a team that doesn't give up a whole lot of goals, and I look at that as a huge part of 
where I put teams. Um, their goal, uh, you know, their goal differential is still, oh, not, not still 26, but it's still very good. Um, they are plus 26 uh, in terms of goal differential. So six and four in their last 10, obviously you'd like to be a little bit better. And they've lost two in a row uh, yeah. to teams who they will probably say they should have beat in the Niagara Ice Dogs and Hamilton Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a little bit tough this past weekend, but um, still very good team. Fifteen and eight on the year, thirty points. Uh, they're they're they, still in the top three for me. They had some suspects on the weekend for sure in their play. They had guys puck watching, yeah. um, which isn't a good thing that aren't supposed to be puck watchers on that team. For me, they fell out. They're an honorable mention for me, just because you can't you can't lose to Hamilton Niagara back to back. You can't do that. Be a top five team in the Ontario Hockey League. It's not a knock at those teams at all, but you can't do. You can't lose to those teams back to back, right? Like you're deeper than that. And yeah, you go through funks. And hey, next week they'll be back in the top five, and they'll be like, "Hey, shut up, Colin. That's dumb." Just like your London pick. But yeah, yeah. I can't even chirp <laughs> that. I did the myself. same thing. I can't even chirp that. I did the same thing. It'll be all right. Yeah, I feel. Terrible for that. It'll be good. And then now that I say that, now that I say that, they'll lose three in a row. Probably. Guaranteed. Oh, okay. Yeah, then it'll be, oh, okay, good one. Yeah. Uh, number two. This is where it gets interesting. For the first time all year, the Ottawa 67s, number two. Tough weekend. Tough weekend, yeah. and they just got outplayed. They just got outplayed in the top of the OHL. Yes, points-wise, they're in first place. But I'm not going after points. I'm going after the eye candy right now and what I see. That's what makes media so wonderful, right? You have your own opinion. And I think that's what makes it so good. And my opinion, I have Ottawa 67s right now as the second best team in the Ontario Hockey League. And, um, tough weekend. Tough yeah. weekend for them. And, yeah, second for me. Yeah, that's the thing, right? And you look at the, you look at the amount of points that – you know, separates them from team number two. At one point, I'm, I think we were up around the 10-point mark. They were already ahead of the second-place yeah. team in the league. It's down to three now, and there's a very big reason for that, and we will get to it in about a second here because Ottawa is number two for me as well. Three-game losing yeah. snap it against against Sudbury, which is a team Ottawa should beat. You um, knew they were going to come down to earth eventually, so. though. Like, Yeah, you did. Played. Absolutely you did, for sure. They're a good team. They are a good hockey team. They're a very good hockey team. But to start your year like that, I mean, how many people, yes, they're going to be a good hockey team. Yes, they're an OHL Cup contending team. No argument about that. But this is a team where you kind of thought for next year to look out. Yeah. But they're getting younger guys in their draft year that are really performing well. We're in the second half of the year. Can they keep that going? Can or Does the workload, right? When you get into those three and threes, Reese, in December to March, that's a grind after the trade deadline. That's when the real season starts. There is no more rookies. There's no more rookies past Christmas in the Ontario yeah. Hockey League. The rookie card is out the window. Everyone's a veteran now, other than doing the bus duty, obviously. But <laughs> that that's something there where it's one of those things where you can't expect them to be that good all year. It's too tough to do. This league is too good to be that dominant all year. And even Hamilton Bulldogs last year, who were incredible, reached a lot of adversity there. Mm -hmm. You know that playoff series being down in the series to Windsor 
twice. Um, losing to Mississauga throughout the regular season, that was kind of that hump. Mm-hmm. Um, even they had struggles. And for as dominant as they were, they still had struggles. It's very tough to do what the London Knights did and go through, lose the, what, in the first round, lose two games, and then go and win the Mem Cup, not lose a game since. Yeah. That's tough to do. That's very tough to do. Yeah. So I didn't expect Ottawa to be that good all year, but Ottawa left number two. Yeah. Which leaves number one, Saginaw Spirit, nine game yeah. winning streak. Yeah. You can't. I mean, we kind of already them. talked about them, um, about yeah. the Memorial Cup bid, but it just, we got to do it again. Teams 17 be better 6 next and year. 1 on the year. Uh, 35 points. Like I said, they've closed the gap to three uh, behind the Ottawa 67s. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's getting better. They're well coached. Saginaw doesn't really have rebuilds. They have one year retools, and then they're back. Saginaw was a team coming into the year where a lot of people expected them to be sellers and not be like this. Yeah. I'm sure people are thinking. That's um, the thing, right? Saginaw did was leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Saginaw did the, we'll miss the playoffs this year and get the first overall pick. And then we'll be in first the next year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You tank for one guy and then you're back at it again the next year. Last year's draft was a good year to do it though. Absolutely. No wonder why they nailed the draft. Their draft was good. Yeah. Their draft was good. Um, Glavin, the kid from Sarnia too. He's a stud. He's a stud. Uh, saw him play in Brantford last year. Lampton, uh, Junior Sting. They didn't. They weren't the best team, but man, he logged minutes on a team that wasn't very great, and he still stood out. That's a that's a third round pick for Saginaw. He's been up and down. He's going to be good too. Good two way, big two way defense. He looks like Oliver Bonk and one of. That's what he kind of looks like. Big, big kid moves the puck well. Um, I'm very. I'm excited to see what he can do in Saginaw. Um, he stood out last year, so uh, yeah, they got they still got some really good picks from last year's draft mm-hmm. that haven't even played much this year or scratch on the surface yet. So it's scary to see how good this team could be in two years, next year, and the year after that. This team's gonna be good for more than just next year. Yeah, that's the thing that's wild. The core is there; they have a good nucleus. This is a team where it's like Hamilton, right? Where all of a sudden you have a bunch of OAs. It's like ah. Oh, now I got to make a move, right? Now I got to make a tough move. But hopefully, you hope you don't get to that situation because it sucks trading guys are such a big part of your, your franchise. But sometimes it has to be done. But Saginaw is set up for a long time to be pretty good. Yeah. All right. There's our power rankings. And there's the show for this week. On another phone. Yeah. Recorded on a Sunday after yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings. It's always a good time. Cool. Yeah, I don't know why I got the app either. Yeah, that was a mistake. I agree. That was. I got it too. It was. Oh no, that was rough. <laughs> Twitter poll. Twitter poll. Do you ever go to a restaurant? Obviously, you go to a restaurant hungry. But do you ever go there and like <laughs> over order? Do you ever go to a restaurant hungry? <laughs> no. There. But like, no, like you, Matt. Like, I feel like a Twitter poll that says, "Do you ever go to a restaurant?" And over order because I feel like that's just not us. Yeah, it's got to be a common thing. I mean, it's the worst feeling in the world where it's like, oh crap, I still got to get to the main course. Like, got the mozzarella sticks and it's like, whoo! Yeah. I don't know about those wings. 
But yeah. Oh well. <laughs> what an ending. Yeah. So what a way to end it. Um, thanks so much for tuning. That was hilarious. <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. That is our show for this week. Went to overtime, but who cares? Thanks so much for listening. For Colin Ward, I'm Reese Demaney. We will chat again in seven days. <laughs>